Welcome to the Wilson and Lailing podcast. Today, Dr. Wilson will be sharing the Word of God. Let's all get ready to receive. Hi, friends. Welcome to our leadership podcast. Can I remind you to just make sure that you subscribe to our website? Then you will receive regular newsletter updates on our latest podcasts, our articles, and so forth. Now, our first leadership episode was entitled Leadership the key is God. And I shared about the fundamental importance of God in our Christian leadership. Yet, at the same time, it is also fundamentally important for us to recognize that the key to our leadership is ourselves. So, the second podcast is entitled Leadership, The Key is You. Now, Uh, King David, we we learned from the first episode, he chose to anchor his leadership upon God, and it made all the difference. Yet, it is so important for us to recognize that at the same time, this was a decision made by David himself. It was his choices that was the key. And so in the same way, you are the key to what kind of leader you eventually become. So let's unpack this with a few key principles. The first principle is this. The key is to embrace your leadership call. You know, one of the greatest obstacles in our personal uh, leadership development is really the fear of accepting God's call to leadership. In fact, even the Bible is full of men that bulk when God first called them. We have Moses, Gideon, Barak, and others. Yet, when they finally embraced it, it began their journey to great leadership. We may be thinking that we are never cut out for leadership, that we were not born to be leaders, but nothing could be further from the truth. The reality is leaders are made more than born. I was never born a leader. I did not aspire for leadership, nor took any role that even smelt of leadership. In the first 15 years of my life, I avoided it like the plague. I I preferred to be unseen, incognito, until the realization hit me that if I ever am going to be doing anything significant in my life, I must get involved in leadership in some form or other. That began my journey towards leadership. Now, perhaps some of us are fearful of the cost. Now, I'll be frank with you. There will be costs, sometimes very high costs. Yet, I look at it very differently. You see, I see it as opportunity costs. The cost of investing in something over another. I started out aspiring to be a great engineer, that uh, I would love to build great feats of engineering, monuments, monuments to my engineering skills. But soon after becoming a Christian, I realized that the Bible told us that God will eventually destroy this whole world with fire. So, so much for monuments. I came to the realization that only eternal things matter. And for that reason, I have chosen to invest in eternal outcomes, 
to invest in winning souls, to invest in multiplying disciples of Jesus Christ, to invest in multiplying God's church. The cost, my worldly ambitions, my life. But those are small compared to the exceedingly greater eternal outcomes. It's like investing of all my two pennies worth and getting a return of two billion dollars. Wow. Did you know that God's call for all of us is to be at least be involved in some form of leadership? If you want to be a husband to a wife, you are called to lead her. If you want to have a family, be a parent. Parenthood is about leadership over your children. This applies to both husband and wife. If you want to rise up in your career, you likely will need to supervise or manage others. That involves leadership. If you want to be involved in disciple-making, it involves leadership as you have to lead someone spiritually. To really follow Jesus and grow in Christ-likeness, you also have to grow in Christ-leadership-likeness. So, you see, Christ is a leader, true and true. So to run away from leadership is really to run away from God's general call to every Christ follower. Leadership is your and my calling. The only question is what type of leadership? Embrace God's call to leadership. Let me give you some quick tips on how you may discover your leadership call. Firstly, ask God to reveal it to you. You know, God may not reveal it to you via a burning bush, but God will likely reveal it to you over some period of time as you faithfully serve Him. Secondly, consider your shape, S-H-A-P-E. Rick Warren suggested looking at your spiritual gifts, your heart passions, your abilities, personality, and experience. And this will often indicate what God has been shaping you towards. You can go and look it up in one of his books. Thirdly, be open to mature, discerning leaders who may see in you what you may not yet see. Listen to what they have to say. Now, the second key is this. The key lies with you, not someone else. Do you realize that the greatest thing you can influence and change is yourself. So we need to take responsibility. You see, too many people avoid personal responsibility. They try to blame their parents, their uh, upbringing, their circumstances, and so forth. They, they put the onus on someone or something else except themselves. <clears throat> So you see, unless we take personal responsibility, we will not take the necessary actions or steps to improve our situation. And the same thing applies to our leadership. The growth and development of our leadership surely lies squarely on our feet. We cannot shift the responsibility to our boss or our colleagues, our mentors or even our circumstances. Will we point the finger at our boss and complain that he did not give us enough opportunity to develop in leadership? Or that our colleagues, they made it too difficult? Or perhaps our mentors are just not up to scratch? 
we must take personal responsibility to grow as a leader despite all the obstacles and limitations around and in us. Think of the story of Joseph in Genesis chapter 37 all the way to chapter 50. Well, that should greatly inspire us. I mean, he was kidnapped by his own brothers, sold into slavery, into a foreign land. He was maliciously accused of rape and thrown into prison without trial, forgotten by those he helped, losing all hope of appeal. Talk about obstacles. I mean, most were being already crushed just simply by the trauma of rejection by his own family. Yet Joseph became one of the greatest leaders of his time. He rose to become Pharaoh's right-hand man. You see, Joseph made choices. He knew that the key was God, and he knew that the key was himself. He took responsibilities for where he was and where he developed towards. The road to great leadership begins with you. Think about that. You are the raw material. Let God mold the raw material. Apply ourselves to bend as God leads. Be soft in the hands of God, like clay in a master potter's hands. Let me suggest a few quick tips for us. Firstly, take responsibility. Be intentional for what knowledge you gain, the attitudes and the character that you develop in your own life, the skills that you hone and master. Secondly, take responsibility for learning from your journey of life. You may not be able to control your life journey fully, but you can determine what you learn along the way. Now let me share the third key. The key is to aspire to be the best leader that you were meant to be. You see, once you have embraced God's call to leadership and resolved to take ownership for leadership, don't stop there. You see, the aim is to be all that God intended you to be, and aim to be the best leader God intended you to be. Never settle for mediocrity. Never settle for just make do. God never did a single mediocre thing in His eternal existence. So don't let mediocrity define you. Think about that. So don't, don't just be a leader that's beating his time until we can check out at 5 o'clock. Don't be that kind of a leader. Don't be a leader that just says, oh well, we did that and we did our part. Don't be a leader whose heart is somewhere else. Be the type of leader that God wants you to be. You see, the call of leadership may be perhaps to your home. The call of leadership may be in the marketplace. The call of leadership may be in the ministry or, or in the church. You may be called to a five-fold leadership. You may be called to be an administrative leadership. You may be called to be a soup kitchen leader. Whatever it is, whatever area of leadership, be the best leader that you can be. Do it unto the Lord. Give Him all the glory. You know, throughout every ministry I have ever been involved in, that I've served in, I've always sought to give my best. Because it's always for God. 
even as a teacher of God's Word, I'm still learning because I want to continue to improve. I'm not just learning how to study just God's words, but I'm, I'm also wanting to learn how to better study God's word, how to better understand God's word. I, I'm learning how to better communicate God's word, how to better spread the word of God, because I desire to excel in my ministry. Let me just give you a few quick trips, tips uh, how you can continue to be the best leader. Firstly, desire for excellence. You see, in your own leadership and in others around you, ask for, expect, help, empower others to reach for excellence. Not in some driven, performance way, but simply because it is good to be excellent. And it's because it gives glory to God. Secondly, desire to learn from others who have shown excellence in leading whatever different ways it is that may be more relevant to you. Be inspired by them. Learn from them all the things that you can. And thirdly, make adjustments willingly in your leadership so that you can improve. Unless we adjust, unless we change, we will not be able to gain the improvements in our lives. So let me just conclude. We are the key to our own leadership. We have to push past every limitation, every inadequacy, every fear or insecurity that may be in our hearts. And let's embrace God's call of leadership. Only you can take full responsibility for your leadership, for your development. And when you do so, let's aspire, let's desire to be the best leader that you can be as God intended you to be. Shall we pray? Father, I just pray for us all. Lord, I pray that you may begin to stir in our heart the deeper understanding that we have to take responsibility for the type of leader that we're going to become. Lord, help us that we may truly embrace your call upon our life. Whatever type of leader you've called us to be, whatever role you've called us to, help us, Lord, that we may desire to be the best that we ought to be in you, O oh God. So, Lord, I just pray this. May you touch our hearts. May you stir faith. May you enlarge our vision. Lord, may you cause us, O oh God, to long to be the best that you want us to be. Father, I pray, anoint each one of us, anoint our hearts, that we may pursue, Lord, what you've laid upon our hearts, that you have called us to be leaders under you, Lord. So, Father, I just thank you for each and every person. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you all. We trust you've been blessed by the word today. Do visit www.wilsonlyling.com for more messages and teachings. For the latest news and updates, follow Facebook and Instagram, wilson.lyling.